Welcome to Sports Business Secrets. I'm your host, Kevin Tarka. This podcast is specifically designed to share secrets from experts in the sports business world to help you along your own path to success in this industry. Each episode is packed with lessons and insights that never expire. You'll hear from general managers of professional teams to CEOs of sports tech companies to agents, coaches, players, and everything in between. I invite you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing players and coaches, traveling the world, and always finding a way to battle through obstacles in this competitive industry. Good morning. Alrighty. Today, I was hoping to be able to break down the entire strategy uh, from the UAE National Sports Strategy 2031 that I mentioned last episode, but unfortunately, I could not find it anywhere. I went through dozens of news articles and and even directly from the government website, but nothing that actually had the link to the document, which I thought I had. So anyways, if you're listening to this and you do have a link to it, or I just didn't do a good enough job of searching, uh, please send it my way. But I still wanted to follow through with with my word about sharing some more details in uh, in its own episode, even if it is a quick one. So obviously, for my new my newcomers here, uh, sports business secrets on the podcast. Um, yes, I do talk about the 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 agent path, my agent path, the agency world, pro basketball abroad, um, anywhere from contracts that some of my guys sign all the way to the amount of money. Uh, players make in, in, in different leagues around the world, all the way to uh, brand partnerships and sustainability efforts in markets in, in Asia and everything in between, right? So um, again, uh, just you know, remember, this is the Sports Business Secrets podcast. And the more that I travel internationally, um, you know, in 40 plus countries, the more I've been able to see a firsthand perspective of how sports business works and not just basketball. Um, and as always, I'm just trying to connect the dots on a global level. So this is why this topic fits in to talk about in more depth. Um, you know, again, obviously just, just coming from UAE, I was able to see a little bit in person how, how sports, uh, you know, fit into their their priorities, let's say, for, for, for the country. And as I mentioned again, um, they recently came out with a sports strategy for the next decade or so. Uh, that's called the National Sports Strategy 2031, obviously referring to the next eight to 10 years. Um, real quickly, so I just want to cover which government authorities are responsible for sports in the UAE. And uh, as I was kind of prepping for this episode, to be completely honest, I don't even, I, I've never even done a deep dive on this topic in my own country. And that might be a sign that I need to work on that just to understand how, how sports from the government level and, and, you know, federally how they work and then breaking it down to each state. Anyways, obviously a topic for another day. Um, but the main government authority in the United Arab Emirates that's, re- that's responsible for sports is the General Authority of Sports, which used to be called the Ministry of Youth and Sports, which likely got changed because of, uh, part of this overall strategy to improve their success on the global level, which includes pro sports and elite athletes um, to re- really compete um, for, for, uh, for medals in, in the Olympics. That was kind of, it seems like that's kind of the, the you know, the main goal behind a lot of this, but um, on the, on the website, I'll just read kind of what, what the, what it says about this specific authority. So, it aims to play a leading role in providing a positive, attractive environment that enables youth to develop physical and mental abilities, utilize their free time, improve creative skills, deepen national identity principles, instill loyalty, belonging, and voluntary work sense. It also works on developing competitive recreational and traditional sports 
providing a healthy environment to carry them out and making it possible to upgrade results at national and international levels. And there's a bunch more that, that it says. I won't bore you with that. But obviously, you know, this has been a clear priority for the leadership of the UAE as, as uh, you know, as, as they start to see, you know, as we start to see sports take over from, um, you know, a, a way that unifies different countries together to a way, uh, all the way to, um, you know, providing lucrative private and public revenue generating businesses. Uh, so it's just, it, it's interesting to see some of the countries that maybe have not had a spotlight in the, in the, uh, globally start to prioritize this stuff. So <clears throat> to the document, well, or I guess not the document, but to the strategy from what I've uncovered, piecing together all these different resources here, here are the main points. So Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's the VP and Prime Minister of the United Arab Emirates and the ruler of Dubai. He approved this sports strategy along with a bunch of other leaders a few months ago. So this is this is recent. And he said that the new strategy reflects the importance of leadership, uh, sorry, the importance that the leadership now places on the growth of the sports sector and its role in advancing the nation's prosperity and welfare. So you can kind of see this linking back to um, you know, obviously money runs the world. So obviously linking back to money, but of course, as a byproduct, it's going to increase, you know, many, many other things. And again, I, I like I mentioned before, I agree sports everywhere, whether it's privatized, like, like teams, pro teams or leagues, or even specific individual athletes, uh, or, or if you're talking at a national level, like their performance in global competitions, like we talked about the Olympics, it does have a huge effect on, on, on each respective country. Um, and, and it does in fact lead to revenue generating businesses or revenue streams. So I do believe that it is in the best interest for national governments to actually focus on sports one way or another, whether they build out a sports strategy like this one that I'm about to, uh, you know, dive into or, or they, uh, you know, they, they place the initiative on certain new committees in one way or another, Every country has their their sports strategy. Um, I just believe it's it should be prioritized. So for the UAE and their strategy, they they created these seventeen new initiatives. Um, I don't have all seventeen because I couldn't piece it together from all the information. But the main ones that I was able to piece together are the following: developing sports professionals, discovering talented athletes in schools. From from many people that I talked to, it was clear that they wanted to do more. It, it's more of like a scouting role, right? They want to identify athletes in different sports that are able to, uh, you know, from a young age that they think have potential to compete uh, in whether it's the pro level or or represent their country uh, globally. Uh, upgrading the sports education methodology. So obviously integrating some of the education around sports in schools. Enhancing regulations governing the sector. And this one specifically uh, talks about the development of, of, of new sports laws. Um, they didn't go into in depth onto what, you know, what that, what that covers or what that entails, but uh, they did mention covering topics like international sports relations policies, uh, sports, uh, sports rulings and laws that govern individuals with, um, with impairments, athletes, well-being, and sports professionalism. So I'm sure there's a variety of different topics you can dive into under the sports law. Um, and then on to the next one was raising the, uh, I mentioned this in the last episode, raising the amount of people that actually practice a diverse sport 
to 71% of the population, which is absolutely insane. Um, I think uh, I did a quick search on to try to find a, a ballpark number of the amount of Americans that engage in sports. I, I kept coming across around an average of 20%. I think that's probably pretty pretty low. I would imagine it's higher than that. Um, you know, I don't know how much the the rise of the love of, of pickleball recently affects that and brings that up percentage-wise, but I would imagine a decent amount because of just the the, the age group that might not have previously been involved in uh, practicing a sport, um, you know, just from my friends and family and my parents alone, um, and, and the amount of people I know that picked up that sport who maybe did not practice sports specifically. Uh, anyways, that, that 71% is, a, is, a, is a, an absurd number and I think obviously an awesome goal to have. If 71% of the population in the UAE practices sports, that is a that is a strategy for a very healthy country. That's for sure. Uh, and then the last one that 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 I covered, uh, or actually there's two more. One is priority sports. So one of the initiatives was to actually prioritize specific sports that have the best chance at succeeding at the global level. Um, and the ones that they listed were judo, archery, uh, fencing, and shooting. So. It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's it's cool to hear sports that you probably don't think of automatically. Obviously, coming from the states, we think of, you know, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, MLB, and some of like the major four sports. But obviously, in in other countries, there are there are sports that we don't really play in the states. Growing up, whether it's cricket or whether it's, you know, archery uh, or, or or whether it's wrestling. Obviously, I know all of those to a certain extent. Wrestling. Wrestling, especially, um, is 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 big in the states. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're played, but not to the extent at which we compete at a at an international and global level for something like the Olympics. Uh, and then the last thing was pretty cool. It was it was an initiative around school games. And from my understanding, this initiative was really to just up the competitiveness of sports in in youth schools. So you know, they they I think last year they, they well. It said they launched a trial version last year, but essentially it was to create a national competition for each sport. So basically students can identify uh, or, or, or the nation can identify who is the best at every single sport. So wh- whether that's similar to um, you know, a state championship in a certain state um, in, in the USA, like you know, basketball state champions or, or tournament of champions, it seems like it's similar, but it seems like it ups the competition to where you know, kids are now... Um, um, incentivized to be the best and you know they want to have that 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 label or that title of being the best uh, the best at uh, archery or judo or or or, or basketball um, so yeah that that was that was kind of the deep dive that, that I had for you I know it wasn't too too deep but I, I thought it was really cool to kind of break down what the priorities were for the UAE in terms of um, in terms of their sports strategy, so obviously uh, there's there's you know a lot more to, that comes with that, and and this is again at the end of the day just my opinion and, and and my perspective and breakdown of what I've read on the internet and and you know kind of combined with the people that I was able to talk to and meet with when I was there, but um, yeah, obviously some some exciting exciting times for uh, for creating a global identity for Emirati sports and uh, yeah, especially just based on that being the first ever sports strategy that was created and implemented. So I think they're off to a great start. Hopefully that was a, uh, a good enough deep dive for you, at least more than, than you knew in the past. 
um, at least for the information I can find. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks again for listening, my friends. If you enjoyed the episode or if it brought you any value at all, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you share it on social media, make sure you tag me at Kevin Tarka. If there are any topics that you want me to dive into or any guests you'd love for me to have on the show, just shoot me a message and I will do my best to make it happen. Have an amazing day and hope to see you back here soon.